Are you spending more of your time looking at the brake lights of the car in front of you? Is the evening rush hour getting increasingly earlier? Ever wondered if the traffic truly is getting worse and the impact it's having on you? Well, let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. It's Jamie O'Hara in for Sean Defoe and you're very welcome to the podcast. Have you noticed how bad the traffic is lately? There's a westbound delay in Cork on the Roaches Town Road before the N28 roundabout. Traffic heading into Limerick on the Tipperary Road comes to a stop before the Car Connellet turn off. In Dublin, the N7 inbounds congested between Junction 3 City West and Junction 1A Newlands Cross. You might not be from Cork, but you've heard of Dunkettle. You might go to Galway once every 10 years, but you've definitely heard of the Loch Italia Road. And you might only make the pilgrimage to Dublin for the All-Ireland Final. But the thought of being on the M50 still sends a shiver down your spine. Traffic has become a fact of life in towns and cities across Ireland, and you don't need me to tell you that it's nothing new. But it is getting worse, so what should be done about it? Well, according to the CSO, the number of licensed vehicles increased from 915,000 in 1985 to 2.6 million in 2015. That's a 181% increase. Cars accounted for the majority of that growth with almost 1.3 million extra over that 30 years. The latest figures from the Department of Transport's Irish Bulletin of Vehicle and Driver Statistics show There was just over 2.9 million vehicles, including over 2.2 million private cars on Irish roads at the end of December 2022. Transportation software company Inrex's global traffic scorecard for 2022 lists two Irish cities as being among the most congested in Europe. Take about London, Paris, Palermo, Dublin, Rome, Brussels, Galway, Lyon, Bucharest and Bristol. I asked sustainable transport advocate councillor Alan Curran about the traffic in Galway. Galway's famous for many things, Jamie. Uh, it's famous for its artistic scene and its and its beautiful landscapes and its Atlantic weather, but it's also famous for our traffic, you know, and I think any visitor who's come to Galway over the last 10 or 15 years knows that, well, they know when they're arriving in Galway because essentially they get stuck in a, in a traffic jam about 10 kilometres outside the city. Our, our population is expanding in the east and in the west. You know, we're kind of bounded by the Atlantic in the south and by the lakes in the north. So when when our suburbs do kind of expand, we don't have a great public transportation system and we have kind of a, a dependency and addiction on cars. So when new housing developments get built, people jump in their cars as they do and then they just get stuck on our old archaic road transportation system. So it's gotten worse and worse. So there's there's no kind of end in sight over the next couple of years, unfortunately, you know, um, unless we make some some kind of big visionary interventions. Visionary interventions, but what can we do? A recent report from Liberty Insurance shows 77% of people here believe having a car is absolutely necessary, while just 2% say it isn't. While radical change seems unlikely in the short term, Alan highlights a few simple steps that could encourage people out of their cars in the cities, at least. One is obviously the expansion of our of our bus network. You know, all around the, the country, we have the new Bus Connect system. And in fairness, we are putting a lot of investment here in, in, in the provision of, of bus lanes, you know, more frequent, more reliable services. So we, we should see that coming on stream in the next couple of years. And we have some really good ambitious projects there. But even simple things, you know, a lot of the traffic that we have in a lot of our suburbs is morning traffic. It's, it's, it's commuting traffic and it's school traffic in particular. You know, like school's finishing now in a couple of days and what you'll see is you see traffic evaporate, you know, in our communities when school is off. So what do we do to do that? We we get kids walking, 
scooting, cycling to school. So I think we need to really invest in in an in segregated network of cycle lanes and footpaths all all across the city. And you'll see you'll see that you'll see an instant change there. Um, and then the other thing which which we talk, we've talked about in Galway for quite a while is is light rail. You know, um, because of our geography, most of our population is either on the east or the west. So it's very simple to put a, a rail line, and again, a very light rail system in from the western suburbs to the eastern suburbs. And there's been a lot of talk about that, and I know there's a feasibility study ongoing at the moment to see if that's possible. And I think that that, that could be a solution that could work. UCD archaeology professor Aidan O'Sullivan posted a short video to the social media site formerly known as Twitter on the 16th of December that showed what he described as at least 26 buses in a row stuck solid in a traffic jam on Dublin's Camden Street and Wexford Street. And it made me wonder how attractive the bus is. Here's Dublin Buses CEO Billy Han, who appeared before an Oireachtas Transport Committee at the end of November. He has just told the committee that Dublin Bus is on track to achieve 144 million customer journeys for 2023. However, this positivity is very much framed against the backdrop of some gathering storm clouds which have the potential to throw us off course. Congestion poses a massive challenge to all public transport operators and it would be wrong to ignore that reality. Dublin is our capital city, and Dublin simply will not work with buses stuck in traffic gridlock. But what can we do? There are too many cars on our roads, particularly in the city centre. Dublin needs to go on a car diet. We need to move from a city of brake lights to a city of buses, bikes and boulevards, just like some of our European peers, such as Amsterdam and Paris. We need to create more priority for public transport. There are not enough priority bus corridors, although this should be addressed through the Bus Connects programme. Of the existing bus lanes, too many are not designated 24-7 and are often used by private vehicles. And why does it matter if you're stuck in traffic anyway? Well, it's not just an inconvenience to you and everyone else, it's also bad for your health and the health of the economy. Back to Dublin, where the Department of Transport's Economic and Financial Evaluation Unit carried out research to figure out the cost of aggravated congestion in the city. The 2017 report estimates the cost of the time lost to aggravated congestion in 2012 was €358 million and it's forecast to rise to €2.08 billion every year in 2033. And who pays for that? Well, you do. Time is money and the report lays it out in the value of time in money. Imagine you're a travelling salesperson, an hour of your time spent driving on the job was worth €28.80 in 2012 and will rise to €48.35 by 2033. Not being stuck in traffic is simply better for your bottom line. You'll see more suppliers and customers and you just get more done with your time. Scale up from that and you could understand how traffic can affect a country's GDP, not to mention the general mood. So time is money, but your health is your wealth. I spoke to Professor Emeritus of Chemistry at UCC, John Sado, about air pollution, which is estimated to lead to over 1,300 deaths a year in Ireland. Road transport and home space heating are the big problems to uh, our air quality. Uh, And the three main types of toxic chemical that are produced by all of them are, first of all, small solid particles. They get into our lungs, arteries, and heart. And then there's carcinogenic cancer-causing vapors that we breathe in, like dioxins and, and, and benzene. Those two types come from burning fossil fuels and biomass. But the third pollutant, and it's important for traffic, 
is a bit different, and it comes from the burning of air. And we call that family the nitrogen oxides because they get made from the breakdown of nitrogen and oxygen that are in the air. One thing, if you've got a gas cooker, be careful. All of them lead to bad health outcomes, and I could name many, many, many. Premature death being the worst, cardio problems, cancer, asthma, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and miscarriage. And if you're walking beside the traffic, John? What happens in this dispersion process is dependent on the weather. So if, if it's very wet, it would be rained out. And if it's very windy, it'd be blown away. You're not somebody I'd be worrying so much about. We should worry, though, about kids in prams because they're much smaller, of course. Their breathing apparatus is a lot closer to where the exhaust pipes are. The answer to that, obviously, is to go electric vehicles. Professor Sado outlines the kind of radical rethink needed when it comes to how we travel. It's just not good enough to carry on like we have done for the last 150 years or so. And for transport, there are some specific actions that we can make. What you need, obviously, is an efficient, reliable public transport system. Um, But the buses and trains that you use uh, have to be electric vehicle based. So trams are good. Go back to that. SUVs should be banned. Full stop. And road haulage has got to go all electric too. If we want to think a little bit outside that so-called box, we've got to change our activities. We've got to shop online much more. We've got to do remote working and reducing our need for traveling at all, anywhere on holiday. And I I think, so I'm, I'm going to offer a fence, I suppose, the resale industry, government, and the travel industry, uh, indeed, any any company employing people. We, we, we've got to change our habits. We've got to embrace more walking, more cycling, more rickshawing. We've got to uh, bring bring to to the west. I think, and I mean, even I wouldn't say go much to the past, uh, like Yellowstone, is is wagon trains. Um, we're living on environmental borrowed time because of what we've been doing, and there's not much of it left. So there it is, the radical change needed and the reasons why, but nothing is ever simple as that, especially in a country where the rural-urban divide means many people simply would be lost without a car. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. John Kyo is the series editor and Lachlan Hart is on sound.